From Oaxaca to LA, La Serranita was created by two sisters, Melina and Anaí Cruz Bautista, as a project to not only reflect and grow, but to also honor the communities that have raised them. Join these two sisters as they attempt to make sense of their upbringing on borrowed land. And again, as always, welcome to the space. What's up, everyone? We are officially bringing you La Serranita's first episode through Spotify and Apple Podcasts. My name is Melina Cruz Bautista, and what you just heard was a jarabe from La Sierra Juarez. Yes, hello everyone. Pleasure to be here with y'all. My name is Anaí Cruz Bautista and I am the second half of La Serranita. This past week, we did have a few folks ask us a few questions on our Instagram and today we will actually be answering them with this episode. For those who don't follow us, you can find us at la.serranita underscore on Instagram where we will aim to keep you as updated as possible with every episode we release and updates as we go. After answering those questions that folks asked us on IG, we will be providing a breakdown of our logo. Again, shout out to Art is Jupiter. Y'all can also follow her on IG at Art is Jupiter. Um, super, super dope Oaxaqueña and artist. So we're forever grateful for the logo she created for us. We'll be breaking down the details of our logo as well as the history of the name La Serranita, how it came to be, how we brought it back, and just those connections in terms of community here in LA. But that is basically what we have planned for today's episode. We will also be giving y'all a little sneak peek of what we have ready for next week, which I'm hoping all LA residents, um, especially our Oaxacan LA People are especially going to be excited about next week's episode just because it's something really, really special to us. But again, we'll be giving y'all that sneak peek at the end of the episode. Now allow us to introduce ourselves, not so much formally, but to get to know us better as individuals, we kind of wanted to give y'all some information on who I am and who Meli is. Um, but we also just want to thank everyone tuning in right now to everyone who's watching episode one, um, especially the day or the days following after our first release. Um, thank you just because you're you're here from like the beginning, beginning. Um, and I think a lot of community members specifically are tuning in and we appreciate each and every one of you. But for those that don't know me already, my name is Anaí Cruz. As Manly mentioned before, my family calls me Ani. You're more than welcome to call me Ani whenever you find it natural to do so. Um, but a lot of folks mainly know me as Anaí. Um, I am Meli's younger sister. I am 20 years old right now. I guess going into both Melly and I, we were both born and raised in LA, specifically in the Mid-City Pico Union area. And so shout out to Pico Union and Mid-City. Um, we're also Oaxaqueñas. Um, both our parents are from Oaxaca, Mexico. And specifically, we're a little bit more in touch or in connection with our mom's pueblo, which is Santa Maria Yalina um, from the Sierra Norte. If everyone, if anyone knows where Yalina's at, um, forever representing our mom's pueblo. 
I am currently also a college student. I am working on wrapping up my third year in college. Um, I am studying sociology and minoring in education with the hope that soon I will be able to be working with our youth in the community. Specifically, I like working with high school students. Um, I think my current passions right now are ensuring that they achieve higher education. So I'm working towards a career that allows me to continue working with high school students. And fun little fact, I am a Gemini. So I'm just gonna leave y'all with that and let Melly introduce herself now. Yes, and I actually turns 21 this summer. So June 9th, everyone, mark it in your calendars. Gemini season would be in full effect, but I am actually 23. I just turned 23 this past January, January 13th for all of you listening. <laughs> but I am a Capricorn, so that is my fun fact. I hope y'all can share your zodiac signs with with us after this episode. It'd be really cool to also mark down our calendars to re- remind us to celebrate you. But again, a quick introduction on who I am. So my name is Melina, but uh, many actually know me as Melly or Mel on Instagram. My at is MellyYT underscore, <laughs> and it is MellyYT, not MellyT. But I currently work with youth here in LA, so I've been doing that for a few years now. Truly enjoy it. I serve a handful of communities in the area. When I'm not working with youth, I'm actually working with a lot of community aid events here in the area. And I actually do that with Vegemijas, so shout out to them. They've been in my life for almost three years now, and I am plant-based. I actually have not covered that um, in any of our videos. I don't really talk about it, but I don't eat meat, and I was actually inspired by Anai way back in the day. But again, you'll be learning more about us as we go. So we did cover a brief introduction of who Meli and I are as individuals, but to get a little bit more personal, we did ask folks to ask us questions on Instagram. And so we're gonna be answering that here just to get a little bit more in detail of who we are, what y'all wanna know. That's what we're here for. We just love talking. And so the first question is actually, Um, What are our favorite foods? That is definitely a hard question, and we love it. (laughs) So um, I'll break it down to two options. One would be a Oaxacan dish, and then one would be an L.A. like street food dish. And I'd have to go with the Oaxacan dish would definitely be molotes. For those who don't know me, I... Well, actually, our family can eat plates after plates of molotes they are just so good crunchy and again just to break down what a molote is a molote is basically masa and then you just add potatoes con chorizo and then in our case it's soy rizo so you just add it on lo haces en bolita in like a little form of a ball and then you deep fry it and then once that's ready you add your frijoles your beans your queso fresco if you eat queso fresco and then your maybe crema on the top with a bit of salsa and then lechuga it is so crunchy so delicious and now i'm hungry (laughs) but it is my mom's like favorite well it's my favorite dish that my mom makes and she actually made it for my 21st birthday where i got to share that with my family and friends that i also 
you know brought in to celebrate my 21st birthday so that that was an experience and that's always going to be my favorite dish and then when it comes to LA food there's a lot but dang okay actually no street food I wouldn't know (laughs) um there's there's a lot of stories maybe that I remember eating growing up but for sure now it's like veggie grill is like my go-to fast food order and that's actually where a lot of my friends and I have like met up just hang we just hang out and like talk but yeah veggie grill would be the second option if any of you have food recommendations please send them over (laughs) let's see any would you like to share now okay I think for me my favorite Oaxacan dish would definitely be um, either empanadas oaxaqueñas or emoladas. I think those are my go-to always. Um, and if you don't know what emoladas are or empanadas, I don't know how to explain it. But obviously, if you know Oaxaca, you know their mole. Um, emoladas are like fried tortillas on top, drizzled with mole and just queso fresco and then sometimes you add salsa or quesillo on top and onion. Um, some people know it as a struggle meal. I know it as the best meal, but that would be, I guess, my go-to in terms of Oaxacan dishes. And aside from clayudas and mo- um, molotes, like Meli said, but in terms of LA street food, um, my go-to will definitely be wings. I am not vegan, vegetarian at the moment, none of that. <laughs> I try to be as plant-based as possible. When Meli and I cook dinner, we definitely do tofu, soy riso, vegan meat, vegan cheese. But in terms of constraints, I don't think I limit myself by labeling myself vegetarian just because I'm not ready for that yet. But also because I was vegetarian, like Melly mentioned, in high school. And I really enjoyed it. I loved um, like plant-based dishes. But actually, funny story, <laughs> I broke my vegetarian lifestyle, you would say, um, because I was craving wings one day. And that will be my answer. Wings um, are my go-to fave dish um, that is in Oaxacan, just because I can eat wings all day every day wing stop um i've never tried buffalo wild wings don't come for me but it's just not my place and but i mean if if it's wings involved i'm down i don't know why i love wings but that would be my go-to dish so yes when annie came home and said she was no longer vegetarian that was a just an overall hilarious moment and i I will not forget it. But our second question is, what is your favorite local Oaxacan restaurant in LA? And we have answers. <laughs> in terms of vegan options, we definitely always go to the Grain Cafe um, just because it's the best vegan option um, in like LA specifically for Oaxacan food. Shout out to Salma real quick. Hopefully you're listening to this. <laughs> but Salma Glitz on Instagram actually put us on a few years back. And we were able to take our mom over for Mother's Day. And it was 
again, my older sister, my mom, and Annie and I just celebrating, enjoying the the food. It was so good. Um, I recommend the mole burrito. Yes, for those that don't know, we actually also have an older sister. So it's me, the youngest, then it's Melly as the middle child, and it's our third sister who's the oldest. Me and her actually have a 10-year age gap. Not sure if she wanted me to put her business out there, but now you know. And we were also raised by a single mother, so it's all women in this house. Um, Our older sister doesn't live with us, but, you know, basically it's always us four together. We're very, you know, close. So just wanted to put that out there just because I think we forgot to, to say that during our introduction. And I feel like a lot of people when they meet us, because me and Meli are mostly always together, they think it's just me and her, but we actually do have an older sister. And hopefully y'all get to meet her soon in another episode. But yeah, also shout out to Salma for the plug for the Green Cafe. Um, we actually also have another question that asks, what's our favorite thing about living in LA? And honestly, we can go on forever. Um, we love living in LA, just our upbringing here, specifically in the neighborhoods we grew up in. We're honestly so, so grateful for the community, for the spaces we've been in. Um, I think for me would definitely be the people. Um, We always talk about how LA is really small. We constantly find connections, mutual friends. Um, You kind of can't, (laughs) you can't avoid bumping into people here in LA. Um, I know a lot of people who aren't from LA think like LA is this big, big city and it is honestly, but One thing Melly and I always talk about is how there's always these small connections between communities. Um, When we meet someone new, we end up like talking and finding out, oh, you know, so-and-so, you know, so-and-so, right? And I think that's my favorite thing that like we're so community-based and like so tight-knit, even though it's such a big city. Like, I think that would be my favorite thing, just the constant connections you find and honestly, just the energy here in L.A., and like the beautiful city. There's there's so many things I love about it, but that would definitely be my favorite thing, the community and the people here. And Melly, what's your favorite thing about LA? The fact that we're really out here, I feel like so many of us continue being loud and just like express, we express ourselves through art and without brings murals. Um, shout out to everyone who leaves such beautiful pieces around the city especially when it's like made with so much love it's really shown and if any of you make art hit us up share with us share with the city actually talking about murals and art um we had another question that asked what inspired us as a child artistically and creatively so i guess in conversation with murals and the art we see around la meli what inspired you when you were young That's actually a really good question because now that I think about it, I picked up the camera at a really young age. I believe I was in elementary, maybe fourth, fifth grade, and I started going on field trips. So my older sister, so shout out to Kari, my older sister was able to lend me her camera at the time and it was a point and shoot. I think we still even have it, but it just doesn't work, but that was like the first time I ever remember 
like saving my memories onto like a little SD card. And now if you know me in real life, like you actually know I have an entire little wallet of SD cards just stacked. I do have like Instagram pages that I have ran and I just upload pictures and it's been pretty fun because I usually just capture the city and just, you know, share it with the internet. And that's been fun because it all just started, you know, at school and then in classrooms and now it's for the world to see. So it's been amazing because I didn't even realize that like a piece of my identity was being expressed through images as well. I started picking that up as I was getting older and then I went to college and I realized that, yes, we are our own storytellers. So it's been amazing to see that growth. And that's just one of my inspirations, photography. So thank you for asking that. That's actually a really good question. I think it's definitely more applicable to Melly just because if you know her personally, that girl has been carrying a camera since like forever. All she does is take pictures of me, her friends, the sky, the flowers. Um, and so I think she really got in touch with her artistic side at a very young age. Um, in terms of me personally, I wouldn't consider myself too artistic. Um, I'm very much the school type of person where I'm just like, I mean, I connect a lot of like my creativity with school. And I think the schools that I've attended have allowed me the opportunity to do that. But I feel like when I compare it to Melly, she's just so much more creative than I am. So I feel like I'm not that into to my creativity as much as she is, but but in a sense I am, and Melly reminds me of that. I think for me, I gained a lot of my inspiration through music. Growing up, I listened to a lot of underground local artists in LA who kind of reminded me of the beauty of, you know, our hoods and where we're from and our community. And through that, as well as, like Melly mentioned, the murals, just the beautiful sights of LA, I've grown really inspired to continue representing that. Um, in any project that I do, just like this one, we I think we're gonna touch base on our logo a little bit later, but a lot of that creative process was definitely inspired with our childhood, how we grew up, the views we, we were able to see, um, things that are really close to us that have inspired us to take these conversations and take a lot of our experiences into a creative process such as this this show now. But that was actually a really good question. Um, I'm gonna have to think a lot more about that one just because we do mention how our childhood has really shaped us into who we are today. But I never really thought about it in terms of like, our creativity and it's been really powerful to see us become the individuals we are today but a lot of that is really due to our upbringing so thank you to the person who asked that so we did have two folks ask similar questions so today we'll be answering them together and the question is what do Annie and I love and admire about each other and Annie, I'll give you a second to think about it. I've already been thinking of my answers. <laughs> so for sure with Annie, something that I admire about her is the fact that she's very, like just, she's very committed to something she, she sets her, to anything she sets her mind to. 
and yo she's my younger sister but <laughs> sometimes this girl outbeats me and I'm just like okay I love it I love to see it just because again you have Karina and I as older sisters and it's not something that maybe like we would have thought about and so Annie just like puts in her full like dedication and she'll just do it without questioning herself or maybe she'll maybe she just won't say it so it just the power she has is very it's very out there and like it's amazing to see <laughs> because again the growth has shown up and it's been really awesome to just reflect on how as older sisters we get to see baby sister just you know be the person she is today and I guess that ties into what I love about her and it's the fact that Annie is just down to do anything like you you tell her something you're just like does this sound I guess crazy not crazy but just like not you know not obtainable and she'll be like nah let's do it like let's like are you she has to like know that you're fully ready but then she'll be like I'm down let's go and so I think that like very like it shows with her friendships and everything she's just really (laughs) she's just amazing and yeah being resilient being down and just being committed and powerful (laughs) there's too many things but that's just a little bit of my answer let's see Annie are you ready that's so nice (laughs) um one thing about me um I'm very emotional but then when it comes to my relationship with Melly I don't really show my emotion like that um I mainly with with her I joke around a lot rather than cry I guess um but that was really nice oh my god so for me one thing I really love about Melly is how trusting she is of people I mean sometimes I I guess if we're gonna go into our different personalities Melly is very out there. She's super friendly, just, I wouldn't say like a full extrovert, but she has her moments. But she's, most days, she's just, she'd rather be with community, with her friends, than by herself watching a movie, right? And to me, not not that I don't like being with community, I love being in community, but my social battery dies out way faster where I just, if you give me an option on a Friday night, I really, I'm very much a homebody where like, I would be at home watching a movie by myself or with my dog just cause I like my own space, I need it. Um, and she's very much, I think she's gotten that from my mom, very community centered and like just out there, you know? And I love that she puts herself out there cause she's gotten so many valuable she's obtained valuable friendships and also like connections throughout her lifetime that like sometimes Melly doesn't realize how powerful she is I guess we have the same answer like our power but Melly didn't take the traditional like educational route she honestly and I think that connects to like everything else I love about her she doesn't care what everyone else is doing she doesn't care to follow that all she cares is if she's happy and she's always been the type to put her happiness first and sometimes it's hard to do when people's opinions kind of surround you and and like you know tend to affect your your decisions right but 
for the typical person, someone's opinion would would affect, you know, the choices you make in life. But that's not the case for Meli. And because of that, her very, like, I don't care attitude, um, she's found different opportunities that you wouldn't traditionally find if she would have gone with the choices the rest of society tends to make. So I think that's one thing I really love about her and admire just her attitude, her way of putting herself out there and like being. Um, so yeah, I I mean, again, like Melly said, there's a lot of things we admire and love about each other. We, oftentimes we don't say it, so I really like this question because Melly and I aren't really in touch with like our emotional side when we talk. We're more like, we joke around and that's because we kind of get awkward, but like it's also nice to hear how we see each other. So thank you to both people who asked that. Um, it was just really nice to hear what Meli thought of me and what, like for her to hear what I thought of her. Now getting into our last question, it is what is the most rewarding part about community work? And I can really give you an entire episode on community work and the rewards we have because it is legit ingrained in our identity. But Annie, would you like to answer? I think for me, the most rewarding part of the community work that we do is definitely the, the people we meet. We meet some really nice mothers, especially who are super like genuinely grateful for what we're doing for the community, for them, for like their families. And it's just nice to hear, um, especially when like it's Latina moms who are just like, que Dios te bendiga. Like, it's just so nice to hear because we don't ask for anything, but even just a simple like prayer or saying thank you or like just keeping us in, in your thoughts while you pray, it's just so, nice to know that people are wishing us good because sometimes I mean people wish you bad and the fact that like I don't know if good karma exists but I do know that bad karma exists and we've literally done this because our mother has always taught us like anything bad you do will come back to you twice right but everything good that you do even if you don't get anything rewarded to you just the thought of doing a, a kind act will go a long way for you. Um, and it's truly just been a really nice process um, to see the families that we help out. Um, we really just do it because I guess growing up not having much, we, we take these families into consideration. And every time I help Melly with any community or mutual aid efforts, or I do stuff on my own. I think about the little kids that we're helping out. Like, I don't think we do like life-changing efforts where we're like, unfortunately, we're not giving away homes or a million bucks, right? But even these small little details, like I think about the fact that, I kind of think of little me and like how we didn't have someone to just like, I guess, going back to our current community work, the produce bags, like, even just that, I think little me would have been so happy to see my mom coming home with, like, fresh fruit and vegetables, right? And hearing that she didn't have to pay for it. So I think of these little kids that get, get you know, at least a fresh orange, apple, 
on a daily, um, I guess, always thinking about the youth and paying it forward, but also showing them what community looks like at a very young age is I know it goes a long way because the same way we grew up, these these young kids are growing up with very little, unfortunately, but they see that community will always have their back. And through that, they, I, I hope that they grow up wanting to pay it forward to someone else in the long run, um, specifically to those in your own community who who need it, right? Um, but that would be my most rewarding, I guess what's most rewarding for me, just thinking about the young kids and also hearing how people are actually genuinely grateful for um, these little acts that we do. We really don't expect nothing, but it's just so nice to see sometimes, um, especially, I guess, because we don't expect it. We're just like, wow, like, you know, we it's nothing really. And it, for us, really, we want to do so much more. But even seeing how, how genuinely thankful they are for these small things um, really keeps us going because we don't do it for us. We really just do it for everyone else, um, especially the youth. But I guess Melly has focused a lot more of her time on mutual aid efforts. And I, I would love to hear why or what, what you find to be the most rewarding. Like, Anae just nailed it. I have to fully agree that that is one of the most rewarding things, just knowing that, like, someone's really looking out for you without you even knowing it because a prayer was sent up, like, good thoughts were sent up, and now, you know, people hold you, like, near near and dear to their hearts without even, like, fully knowing who you are as an individual. And at the end of the day the most rewarding part for me would be or is the solidarity that we build within communities especially here in LA there's times where LA LA feels huge and I've learned how to navigate the city on not even on my own I can't say that I've fully done this on my own it's also thanks to community that I've learned how to go from one bus to the other learn how to get from like LA like to the valley back home like explore everything and it's been a good reflection that question actually brought up way more emotions than I expected and it's also because of the way Anae just put it like we've truly done this like or I have done this to like show up for my younger self as well like we've and looking back at it 2020 was a year where like my body and like just my mental health was like on um how do you on survival mode it was just like okay you know what like we we went through this already we're gonna go through it again but keep in mind like we grew up mid like recession it was like early 2000s things were like pretty bad but it's also like hey we we got out of there um of course we're not like the richest people out there and like no one's saying that but we at least what we we can provide for our community is something that's like hey i have it now we can have it now let's share a plate right or just share these groceries anything we any resources that we have truly it's the way um oaxaqueños have also shown up for one another and it's beautiful to see because now at the dinner table like ani my mom and i like we really talk about this and then we bring in the whole family and we're just like what do you think so it's like again these conversations that we have where it's like okay are we all in and 
then you see you're not fully alone and you will all end up showing up for one another again in the best way you can um and it's been amazing because now that I think about it, I actually got Annie involved in this in in an after school program. And it was also because I just didn't want to go home. Like, que vamos a hacer en la casa? Nothing. So I was like, hey, like, we can stay around. Like, my friends are here. We're good. And we started just collecting donations for the block. And it was, again, led by my elementary school. And at the end of the day, we were the kids that we're accepting these donations, right? So it's like, okay, you provide the resources, but you also benefit from the resources because you're also, you know, poor. And so it was something that, like, I truly did not, like, fully sit down with until just this past year. And again, I can have an entire episode on mutual aid and just the fact that, yeah, solidarity for all and Oaxaca is on that list like we know what solidarity looks like and how much how how much power we truly hold right so shout out to y'all as Oaxacan baddies like I I truly see you and cherish you all honestly yes shout out to all the Oaxacanas out there doing the damn thing but this does wrap up the Q&A portion of Today's episode, again, special shout out to everyone who asked us questions. The rest of the questions we will be answering through our Instagram story. But as promised, we want to move on to the breakdown of our logo, specifically the details present that embody both Oaxaca and LA. So Meli, would you like to start us off with that? Exactly. Annie and I embody Oaxaca and LA in our own way. And so with this logo, we basically wanted to represent downtown with that view. If you have caught on to that cotton candy sunset and the helicopter, again, that is a touch of LA with a twist. And now you have La Sierra Juarez incorporating itself into LA. Um, Thank you to Artist Jupiter again. Huge shout out to Artist Jupiter. We're eternally grateful. I'm sure she's heard this from us like a thousand times at this point. But like Melly said, like that helicopter, um, we wanted to embody specifically like definitely growing up in L.A., but growing up in the hood um, and just getting used to these helicopters and just the noise that comes with L.A. And again, we did want to incorporate um, a hidden gem, you would say, just because all the other buildings there are kind of in honor of downtown L.A., the city that saw us grow up. And we also just wanted to incorporate the church of our mom's pueblo because Melly and I started going at a very young age. Like she mentioned, they saw us grow up. Um, We hold it very near and dear to our heart. Um, And similar to LA, wherever we take LA with us, we also take Oaxaca. And it goes back to this theme of from Oaxaca to LA. This Our entire logo um, dedicates itself to not only downtown Los Angeles, but also to Oaxaca and specifically Santa Maria Yalina. And so this church... um, holds a huge significance because it's a really important aspect of the Pueblo. And Meli actually had a picture of the church and we sent it to artist Jupiter. And we told her like, would it be possible to incorporate this kind of in between the um, buildings just to kind of go back to this theme that we're from downtown, but equally we're from Yalina, you know? Actually touching bases on this topic of traveling from the Pueblo to the city and vice versa, we can actually now look into the history of La Serranita. And we're going to keep this brief just because 
prior to being an official podcast, Melly and I were kind of testing the waters with what La Serenita was going to become. And we actually did an IGTV segment where we released our first couple of episodes. Um, and that's why we wanted to dedicate this episode to like a formal, I, I guess you would call it formal introduction, just because we may we may have folks that weren't following our individual accounts. We actually posted it on Melly's Instagram. So if you do want to learn like full detail of La Serenita, because honestly, I will say that was my favorite episode of film. I think it's episode two, just because we really went into detail on how how La Serenita got introduced into our lives. And to keep it brief, our mother actually started um, or introduced the name La Serenita back in the 90s. Yes, prior to it being our podcast, <laughs> it was actually our mom's CD shop over on Venice and Burlington. In the late 90s, our parents actually opened up a CD shop and my mom raised us in that shop for over 10 years. And La Serranita just came to be because our parents wanted a piece of La Sierra Juarez here in LA as, you know, as new business um, business people. <laughs> yes, business owners, um, specifically Oaxacan business owners, right? Um, and we had La Serranita as the CD shop for, I think, about 11 years of my life. And since I was little, my mom has been her own hustler. You know, she's been on her own running the business. And then in 2011, it so happens that we relocate and we move to more Pico Union area rather than um, the Burlington um, streets. And so after that move, my mom kind of didn't incorporate the name La Serranita onto her business. And our parents just kind of let it go slowly. Then a couple of years later in 2017, my mom opened her own individual dry cleaner services in or on February 14th. And after that, she kind of wanted to start like 100% like brand new, like a fresh start. So she ends up renaming her dry cleaning services. There was a transition where we went from a CD shop to a cleaners. And again, for more information on that, you can definitely check out episode two on Melina's Instagram. It's at MeliYT underscore. And we kind of talk about why we moved from a, a CD shop to a cleaners, but after that, my mom decides to call her new cleaners in 2017 royalty cleaners, and that's currently what my mom is referring to her business as, royalty cleaners. You can also, I think I mentioned it before, but you can follow her on Instagram at royaltycleanersla. Um, always huge shout out to our mom. Love her. That's kind of why we brought it back, just because Throughout our lifetime, we've definitely grown really close to community, um, especially more so in the recent years to Oaxacan community. Um, I guess finding out as we've grown up like that there's hella Oaxacanos out here in LA. So it just felt right to dedicate this project, not only to LA, but to Oaxaca for sure. And it just, worked out so well that my mom had already incorporated this name into our lives. And 
because we were introduced to it at a young age, being here in LA, um, but still very being very much rooted in Oaxaca, we we just thought it was perfect to dedicate this project to not only our mom, but to Oaxaca, to LA, to the different communities that have raised us and helped us become who we are today. And so here today we stand with y'all presenting y'all La Serranita. But yeah, we're just very excited to see what this podcast becomes, what conversations we can hold with y'all. And thank you so much for again being in this space with us. Yes, shout out to our badass mother for basically raising three daughters on her own. Eternamente agradecida. And hopefully y'all meet her in the long run. No one ever knows. But this does conclude our first episode of La Serranita. And I do want to leave y'all with a clue on what episode two brings brings us. City of Ghosts. City of Ghosts, y'all. Shout out to Elizabeth Ito for writing and honestly just giving us this extra serotonin on Netflix with City of Ghosts. If y'all have any comments, any requests on what you want us to cover, hit us up through DMs. Yes, I think at the beginning of the episode, I promised a sneak peek. Um, I meant more of a clue and Meli just released that clue we will be talking about city of ghosts next week so for those who haven't watched it you have one week to watch it until our next episode releases on sunday but that's if you don't want any spoilers um we're so excited to finally be talking about this wonderful wonderful show also the episodes are very short so binging shouldn't be a problem um i don't think it ever is but Melly, before we leave, we actually have to introduce our outro song. So for this show, we definitely want to start off with a intro song that will specifically be probably um, a jarabe of some sort. And then the outro song will be more something you catch um, LA bumping for sure or like that song that embodies an LA vibe just to again continue with that theme of Oaxaca to LA so we'll be starting off with something that embodies Oaxaca and something and ending off with something that embodies LA and so for this outro song for our very first episode we would like to leave y'all off with this song by King Little G named Welcome to LA and honestly Melly and I chose this song because We've been bumping this song since we were like 11. Um, no business playing this song um, at that age, but really this is the type of music we grew up with and it's such a nice ode to Los Angeles. So we hope y'all enjoy it. But with that being said, we'll see y'all next week. And again, thank you so much for being in this space with us. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> Shout out to everyone here today. We're truly very appreciative of everyone listening. But with that being said, this is Welcome to LA by King Little G. Bye, y'all. Goodbye, everyone. This the home of the Dodgers. This the home of the Lakers. Shout out to the Bay, but this the real home of the Raiders. Welcome to LA, where the palm trees sway. But don't you get it twisted when you come this way. Whoa, 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 whoa.
it hard and I throw it up and they know about it, the kings The city they standing behind me like when Kobe Bryant first got that ring I'm in that 3-1-0, Wilmington about to get my body tatted Slowly blinking, smoking blunts inked up by my homegirl Galley Compton was popping, my motherfuckers in Watts Don't know about your city, but my G's got it on lock Cops trying to raid the spot, looking for the scale and rock Asking who the fuck got, baking soda in that pot huh? Southgate, my second home, we choke, can't believe you're gone I'm at that Coco Pelly shop, taking hits from the bomb. Inglewood, Linwood, Maywood, and Bell Gardens. All my boys indicted, pray to God you beat them charges. Yeah, regardless, LA is heartless. We love to start shit, a blunt, we spark it. Smoking bomb, no never that garbage. And when I'm gone, put my soul to rest. On this holy land coast where the sun sets. This the home of the Dodgers. This the home.